You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast and news update. And as always, please remember to subscribe to Locked On Texans on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Megaphone, and Spotify. And of course, as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy Hickman, and we have a very special scheduled episode because the NFL did release the uh, NFL schedules yesterday on Thursday. So we are bringing you the full, is it 17 games now, Cody? 17? No, it's, it's still only 16. Uh, but we're bringing, bringing you the full 16-game schedule uh, and discuss uh, what the Texans will be able to do against those teams. And I got to tell you, those first two weeks, <sighs> be prepared for who and what the Texans are going to face because it is no cakewalk. And I'm just really reviewing the entire schedule right now. It's not a cakewalk period for the Houston Texans when I look at who they have to play. And they also have two big primetime games, uh, as we know. So I can't wait to discuss that. Thank you guys for joining today. But before we talk about the schedule, Cody talked about this, what I'm about to bring up, because he's tired of it. No, he's over it. He's over the discussion. And I and I totally get it when we mentioned the DeAndre Hopkins trade, but for the first time we've heard from JJ Watt, Cody. And I know when I brought this to your attention, you really was just like, ah, I don't want to talk about it because I'm tired of it. <laughs> Everybody's tired of it. Because honestly, especially with the schedules dropping, it's really over. There's literally nothing they can do. They passed the physical. He's officially a Cardinal. David Johnson is officially a Texan. And thanks to the second-round pick, so is Ross Blacklock. So I totally get it. I understand. Uh, but J.J. Watt's comments on the trade, which we finally got a chance to hear, was very team first. J.J. Watt commented and said, anytime you have a guy like Hop, who, in my opinion, has the best hands in the game and is obviously one of the top receivers of the game, it certainly catches your eye. That's for sure. It's always tough to lose a guy like that, no matter what, no matter what the situation is. It's above my pay grade. I, I want to put a bookmark right there. Then he continues on to say, and the organization feels is in the best interest of the team. So as a player on the team, I do my job. I go to work and play the games. And the GM and the owners, they do their job to try and do what they feel is best for the team. And so all I can do is show up, go to work, and hope that all of the guys that we have are great contributors to our team. He mentioned team five times, and then he also mentioned that is above my pay grade. And you know what, Cody? I, I just I thought that was interesting for two takes. Take number one, this is who J.J. Watt is, right? In that quote alone, he mentioned team and organization six times. And that each that the GM and the owner, Cal McNair, now Bill O'Brien as GM, they will do what they feel is best for the team. And he's always supported that. But it's kind of easy to support that. What's going to lead me to my second take when it seems like 
you are skipping that evaluation period. And that brings me back to a conversation we had a couple weeks ago about when will it be J.J. Watt's time to either A, he'll have his, you know, go out on his own terms, sign his own walking papers and retire as a Houston Texan, or will he get, will he get released or traded? And it seems like, you know, he's coming from a place of, first, I'm a team guy. Everything I believe is for the team and, and for the best interest of the team. But secondly, you know, I'm saying this because I don't know how long I got left here in Houston, let alone in the NFL. So I'm going to make sure that I can kind of appease uh, rather to the NFL owners and GM. I, that's just my own speculation. But the fact that he mentioned teams six five times, or organization included, uh, come out to six times, I think that's a part of who J.J. Watt is. So I'm not discrediting him in, in no shape, shape, form, or fashion. But I also think, in my own opinion, let me emphasize that, that J.J. understands that this business works a certain way, and I need to do what I need to do in order to uh, keep my hands clean because he's missed 32 games in the last or three and a half years, something like that, something along those lines. And so we don't know when his number will get called, but at some point it will get called. Well, yeah, you know, he actually had, you know, he said the best answer, which is this is way higher than my pay raise. And, you know, me personally as a reporter, it's not the fact that I didn't want to talk about it, but, Nine times out of ten, when you ask a player, regardless of when there's a big move like the DeAndre Hopkins deal that got done, a lot of times when you ask players, what are your thoughts about the move? Nine times out of ten, they're not going to give you their honest opinion. So me personally, as a reporter, I'm really not going to ask that question because either A, they're going to say, well, it is what it is. B, it's a business. Or like you say, C, you know, it's over my pay rage. And I, and I get it. And it goes back to exactly what you just talked about by saying that, you know, he knows how the business work. And I mean, if he would have said something controversial, knowing his injury history, the fact that he's getting up there in age, I would not be surprised to see if he if he would have said something controversial, then you're looking at a situation where Bill O'Brien might be forced to trade him for a bag of chips. Now, now you really screwed up once you once you trade JJ Watt for, for a sandwich and don't even get a chips and a drink to go with it, or whatever the case might be. But then again, it is JJ Watt. And he is one of the most classiest professional, do the right thing, say the right thing at all time type of guy. And that's I, not I just, just thought that comment was interesting. And that's just not just why. That's all players. And um, before getting to the meat of the show, the NFL announced on yesterday that they have made plans to start reopening facilities around the league. Um, as of right now, there is no word on when and if the Texans will open their facilities. But from my knowledge of things, I'm pretty sure the Texans will possibly open their facility the week of May 18th, which is around the same time the Houston Rockets are scheduled to open their facilities as well. So, yeah, and I think one thing that is has been a blessing for the NFL, the and, and I say this as lightly as possible because none of this, well, I mean, I guess you can depend on how you really feel and how you look at things, but the NFL was able to be in offseason already, already well into the beginning of their offseason outside of free agency and the draft, which 
you know, honestly, a lot, a lot of those things could have gotten done virtually, which it did, and it worked out well. That mm-hmm. they don't, none of these, none of the outside effects of the COVID-19 pandemic have really affected the NFL because they were able to find, you know, very great ways around actually being face-to-face. But eventually we all knew that these stadiums and these practice facilities will open up soon. And the Texans, you know, they were they did a, they're doing a great job of hiring a hygiene control glorified janitor to you know see over the practice fields, the practice facilities, and the NRG stadium. Well, guys, I know you're tired of hearing about that. You are here to talk about the schedule and what me and Cody have to think. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar you're ever need for the rest of your life. Trust me, I know. When you have a guy like Deshaun Watson, arguably one of the best young quarterbacks, man, let's scratch that, one of the best quarterbacks in this league, the NFL will reward your team with some high-key matchups for the season. And ladies and gentlemen, yesterday, the 2020 season schedule was released around the league, and the Houston Texans have opened a night against the Kansas City Chiefs and, you ready for this, John? A Thanksgiving game, their first Thanksgiving game since 2012 against the Detroit Lions. And, John, I'm looking at this schedule, and the first two games are going to be tough. They open the season at Arrowhead Stadium against Kansas City. And then the next week, they return to Houston, and they have to face off against Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Now, it's kind of safe to say that right off the back the Texans can easily go 0 and 2 but i have them going 1 and 1 and i think opening night arrowhead stadium i'm going to say the Texans will pull off the ultimate upset well i mean i, I think they start the season off 0 and 2 you 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 kick the season off against the Kansas City Chiefs who are still on their super bowl high they kind of one of them. I I I don't know. I, I mean, and I'm, I'm I'll go into it, but I think the Kansas City Chiefs in their offense they're going to be retooled and ready, right? When we look at what the Kansas City Chiefs did last year, winning that Super Bowl in that fashion, and Andy Reid finally getting over that hump, I think that's going to give them an added boost going into this year, and they want to create their own dynasty. I, I truly believe that. And then I look at the Baltimore Ravens and what they do on defense. I'm going, I'm going to break down some schedule notes about this team, about the, the Houston Texans and who they have to play. The Houston's 2020 opponents were 132 last year, winnings against 123 last year, losses. Uh, the Texans will face five of the top 10 scoring offenses from 2019 with Baltimore, Kansas City, New England, Minnesota and Tennessee. Now, of those five teams, I don't fear the New England Patriots. And Minnesota is one of those up-in-air games. Houston will face seven of the top 10 scoring defenses from 2019. That's New England, that's Baltimore, that's Chicago, that's Pittsburgh, that's Minnesota, and Kansas City, Green Bay, rounding it off at night. And I still fear the New England Patriots defense. I still fear Baltimore Ravens defense, and they got better throughout the offseason. 
they will be retooled and ready. And I think there's still a chance that they can sign Jadavion Clowney, who's still out there. Houston will play seven games against teams that made the playoffs in 2019. That's Baltimore, Green Bay, Kansas City, New England, Minnesota, and Tennessee. Twice they have to play Tennessee. This schedule is complicated. It's like one of those relationships where you're in it, but you're not in it. And it's complicated because we still don't know what Anthony Weaver and Tim Kelly is going to do on offense and defense, respectively. And these new weapons, these new faces and new places now here in Houston. And we know how good the Baltimore Ravens were able to get throughout the offseason. Minnesota and Green Bay out of the NFC North, along with Detroit and Chicago. Those four teams of those four, Minnesota and Green Bay are those two toss-up games. I think the Texans take care of the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving, which they did in 2012, not too long ago. They won that game, and I definitely think we may have a revenge game in Chicago when the Texans play Chicago. I I, I think Deshaun Watson is about to go crazy, and I really hope he does, because that's only going to add fuel to the you should have drafted me fire, and I love that. <laughs> but out of these 16 games that they played through, during the course of 17 weeks, if I have to break down this schedule, I am still scared of those very first two teams. One, just won the Super Bowl. Two, the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson, they went out sad, and no, Harbaugh does not want to go out sad again. What I mean by that is from game one all the way up until if they win the Super Bowl or when the last time we'll see them, they are on a mission. And those two teams, I still think, will run the AFC. Tennessee, another toss-up game, because I think we'll split that at home, get one at home, lose on the road. We still don't know. Uh, What's going to fully happen with Tennessee? I know they're going to keep Derrick Henry for one more year. They gave Brian Tannehill that contract. AJ Brown is still on his rookie deal. They did a good job of retooling as well. But there are some toss-up games in this schedule. Last year, we got our ass beat by teams. We struggled against the Denver Broncos. We had games like that where we struggled against teams where we should have been, you know, kicking the ass. We struggled against a Cam Newton-list Carolina Panthers last year. So I'm going into this season thinking to myself, until I see better, until they do better, I don't know better. I got to see it out on the field. But I will say this, they will get some good practice in preseason. We overlook the preseason games, but in preseason, they kick off with Minnesota. So they'll actually meet the Minnesota Vikings twice this year. Then they have to play Seattle. The third game, your boys, the New Orleans (laughs) Saints. And of course, we ended off with the Dallas Cowboys. So. They will get some good comp in the preseason. How much time with, you know, our star players play, we don't know. There's going to be a lot of time for these rookies to go out there and prove their work, fight for a roster spot, see how good they are. But we do have toss-up games, Cody, that I think we need to worry about. To be honest, I actually have about five toss-up games, seven if you include the first two. And, Like I said, I believe the Texans actually have the potential to split those first two games because when you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, yes, they are Super Bowl defending champions, but at the same time, that team might come in and have a and have a championship hangover. And 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 if there's any team that could go into Arrowhead Stadium and pull off a victory over a team that might be a little bit too high, still reeling off the fact that they won the Super Bowl, it could very well be the Houston Texans. Now. You 
hit the nail in the coffin. I will be shocked if the Ravens lose no more than three games this year. The way they went out last season was very, very, very disappointing. You have a MVP caliber player in Lamar Jackson. And not only that, they actually retool their whole entire roster, especially on the defensive side of the ball, especially with the run game, how the way Derrick Henry ran ran over them during that playoff game. Um, you know, so that's why I actually have the Texans splitting those first two games. But me personally, depending on, of course, health, and like you mentioned, the Anthony Weaver situation when you talk about the defense, I believe that the 2020 season is going to be a very successful year. It not only does it involve health, it also involves the way these new players like Randall Cobb, Brandon Cook, David Johnson. I hope my only concern is I hope that this virus did not and hopefully it will not affect OTAs and training camp and all of and all that other good stuff because this is a team that really needs to buckle down and learn how to play with one another, develop that trust, and get that team chemistry. If they can get that, barring any injuries, that's why I feel that's why I have the Texans so high in 2020 when I'm looking at the schedule. Yes, there are a couple toss-up games, two coming from the Tennessee Titans, of course, one from the Minnesota Vikings, and of course the Green Bay Packers. You can never write off Aaron Rodgers. But I believe that 2020 is going to be a huh? Jordan Love? (laughs) Aaron Rodgers, not Jordan. Hey, if Jordan Love is on the field by the time the Houston Texans face off against the Packers, that means one, something is hella wrong in Green Bay. And two, that is an automatically dub for the Texans. So at the end of the day, if they can develop that that chemistry, not only the players on the field, but the coaching staff as well. Uh, that's why I have 2020 a very successful year. So let's let's get a a, a premature. No, and of no, course, no. We, 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 I know I I hate them too, but they want to know. But let's let's look at the schedule and let's get a premature record for the Texans. Of course, way premature. We're still in, in the month of May. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's see what you got. Well, I'm not about to go down the list and say win, lose, win, lose. Let's just say when I broke down the schedule, I have them going after I have them going one and one to open up the season, have them going on a four game winning streak, beating the Steelers, Vikings, Jaguars, and Tennessee Titans. Then I have them dropping a game against the Packers. And then I have them going on another, another four game winning streak, beating the Jaguars, the Browns, the Patriots, and the lines on Thanksgiving Day. Then I actually have them losing against the Colts, unfortunately. Then they beat the Bears. Lose against Indy, unfortunately, again. <laughs> That's another toss-up. And then they close the game. They close the season. Wait. And then they close the season on the two-game winning streak. So all in all, I actually have the Texans 2020 season. Way early predictions. I have them going 12 and four. Mm, okay. It's I got possible. Them going ten and six. Ten, like last year? Like I'm going ten and six. Wait, 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 uh, wait, wait, and I could wait, possibly wait. see that number going the opposite way in a bad way. I can possibly see that number going nine and seven. Let me ask you this. All of the offseason moves, all everything that has been said, you got this team same as last year. 
And if there's any changes, they're going to be worse than the year before. Yes. Wow. Yes, and I and I again I said I don't know what Anthony Weaver is going to bring to this team as a defensive coordinator, and how much of Tim Kelly are we going to see this year, and will he be able to utilize his offensive weapons? I can't go solely on last year because we are missing key pieces from last year. You and don't I know, know that. this team has done a very good job in assessing the depth issue and bringing in who they feel is best for this team. I get it. But so has the other teams in the NFL. And when I look at this team, I think right now the ceiling is 10 and 6. But I definitely think it can go the opposite way in a bad way. I do. But that's just right now. Hey, I, I haven't seen any rookie OTAs. I haven't I haven't seen any preseason. I haven't seen I haven't seen anything. I'm just going based off what I know. And I just gotta see. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Built Bars are tasty. Not none of that bland, no flavor bars. No, none of that. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Who doesn't like candy bar? Snickers, Mr. Good Bar, the whole nine. But it's just a little bit more better for you. 16 amazing flavors. Eight chocolate nut flavors. Eight chocolate nut free flavors. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Soft and easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy like me. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, which is what you really need if you're really trying to get a little bit healthier. Flavor profile here, peanut butter brownie, 20 grams protein, 170 calories, 3 grams sugar, 3 grams net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Again, that is promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Another thing I want to point out is the Texans actually have a very good buy. It comes after uh, seven weeks, so I think that's right in between the mid-period or when the mid-period is kicking off. They get a bye week. They can get fresh. They can get their legs under them. And that's normally when we see some players start to fall off here in Houston. In comparison to last year when they got their bye during week 10, it's going to come a lot earlier this year, which is going to help the health of this team. And I really do like it. Plus, last year, well, the last time the Houston Texans, a little tidbit that I'm throwing in, the last time the Houston Texans and the Detroit Lions met, for a Thanksgiving game. That was one of those games where Ndamukong Sue was uh, A-Town stumping all over Mashaw's uh, pearlies, you know, whatever you want to call them. Your, your man, your man, what, what, what do you want? I don't want to come out and say because I know kids may listen to the show, but your man, your, you know, your, your balls, you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> with, with hoes, your, your kid holder. That's what I'm going to call it, your kid holder. But I think the bye week is coming at a very good time for the Houston Texans this year. Going to really help out with the health of this team. Wanted to throw that in as well. What I would like to say is, while I'm mentioning, you know, your man pearls or whatever you would like to call it, because I know kids are listening to the show, always keep them protected and off of Snapchat. Continue to follow us on Twitter at LockedOnTexans and follow me on Twitter at some sports guy, Dr. Sports Guy, if you will. <laughs> 
where I discuss everything with life, including sports, movies, TV shows, music, and that's what we do. And as always, please remember to follow me as well on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. That's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. And speaking of social media, ladies and gentlemen, I would advise everyone to always update your password. Because if not, a hacker will get into your account. And all of a sudden, you will have some crazy tweets coming from your account like Giannis Antetokounmpo had on yesterday. Oh, man, it's just a have a very good password. And, you know, sometimes you might just want to delete stuff off your phone. It's a rough day for professional athletes yesterday. But, I mean, they're still worth millions. And But until tomorrow, well, until next week, you guys be safe. Stay safe and sanitized and keep your sanity as well. We love you, Houston. Peace. Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.